My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, and creator of Optimize Yourself. Since beginning my career, I have battled attention issues, anxiety, and creative burnout more times than I can keep track of. Back in 2005, after almost losing the battle with suicidal depression, I decided that I no longer wanted to sacrifice myself for the sake of my career. I was done barely surviving. I wanted to thrive. Since then, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative performance. My journey is far from complete, but I have now made it my mission to shorten your learning curve so you can forge your own path to greatness without having to sacrifice balance in the process. Now it's time to start designing the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast, where I provide my written articles in audio form so you have the opportunity to listen instead of read if that's your preference. My hope is that you're going to use this opportunity to get up and step away from your chair for the next 30 minutes and build the habit of moving more throughout your workday. The following is a reading of my article titled, Tired of Life Kicking Your Ass? Learn to Fight Back Like a True Cobra Kai, which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash Cobra Kai. That's Cobra, K-A-I, for the uninitiated. The article reading will begin after a brief break to recognize our sponsor who makes this podcast possible. This episode is made possible by ErgoDriven, the makers of the Topomat, my number one recommendation for anyone interested in moving more at their height-adjustable workstation. The Topomat is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout your day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash topo. That's T-O-P-O. Unless you've been hiding under a rock the last 30 years, you are no doubt familiar with The Karate Kid, the inspiring underdog story of Daniel LaRusso, an awkward teen from Newark who moves to the valley and is relentlessly bullied until he learns to defend himself and find balance in his life, thanks to his neighbor, mentor, father figure, and sensei, Mr. Miyagi. You're also no doubt familiar with the iconic scene where Daniel LaRusso wins the All-Valley Karate Tournament, defeating his nemesis Johnny Lawrence of Cobra Kai with his infamous crane kick. Despite three decades of sequels and a remake that I'm not going to mention any further, what the saga has yet to reveal is the ripple effect of taking that crane kick to the face. If you've ever wondered how losing to Daniel LaRusso changed the life of Johnny Lawrence, the wait is finally over thanks to the brilliant new YouTube Red series, Cobra Kai. And by the way, the first two episodes are free. If you are not familiar with the Karate Kid saga, Cobra Kai is incredibly entertaining, funny, poignant, completely self-aware, and inspiring. I highly recommend it as the next binge-worthy show on your watch list. If you're a child of the 80s and you grew up with the Karate Kid like I did, then Cobra Kai is quite possibly the best thing ever. Before reading this article, be aware that it is not a review of Cobra Kai, but if it were, I'd give the show four and a half out of five crane kicks. Also be warned that this article contains spoilers if you haven't watched the show yet. While there's no question the filmmakers crafted the series with great love, care, and admiration for the original saga, what's not quite as evident upon a first viewing are the powerful life lessons that are hidden deep within. 
In our current climate of divisive politics and the reemergence of bigotry, racism, and hatred for those who might think or act differently than you, it's fitting that our newest hero is Johnny Lawrence, the most notorious bully in cinematic history, as well as the embodiment of everyone who made my life hell growing up as a creative child. How the Karate Kid Saved My Life Being highly creative, introverted, and scrawny from a very early age, I was always labeled different. Well, the kids labeled me much worse. Let's just leave it at that. I have memories dating back to preschool of the first time that I was bullied, and unfortunately, those memories span well into my junior year of high school. I have been sucker punched in the gut, slapped on the back of the head, tripped, had my locker super glued shut, been spit on, had gum put in my hair, had my head shoved in a toilet, and then of course had it flushed for what was termed a swirly, been dragged through the mud, and I've been verbally abused and called more names than I can recount. Movies became my escape from the nightmare that was elementary through high school, and The Karate Kid was the formative film of my youth. I spent countless hours practicing the crane kick against anything that I could find, including throwing my mattress against a wall. Kicking the crap out of my twin bed only got me so far, however, so eventually, at the encouragement of my dad, I formally started martial arts in my early teens. I didn't study martial arts as a means of getting in shape, and it was not a fun extracurricular activity to boost my college applications. I studied martial arts for over a decade and earned a black belt for one reason only, survival. I credit much of my success in life to the lessons learned from overcoming adversity in my youth, and luckily, I haven't been physically bullied for over 20 years. But that doesn't mean that the bullying has stopped. When you become an adult, bullying often takes much subtler forms. And unfortunately, if you do creative work for a living, there's a high probability that you are probably one of the weird kids just like me, and maybe you're even still a socially awkward introvert. While you may not get spit on in the hallways anymore, you've probably been taken advantage of or outright bullied in some way in your professional career. Whatever or whomever the figurative or literal bully might be in your life, there's no better place to learn how to defend yourself and fight back than stealing from the enemy's playbook. Here are five lessons from Johnny Lawrence, the most notorious bully in cinematic history, to inspire you to take back your self-respect and kick some ass like a true Cobra Kai. Lesson one, if you're going to be something other than a nerd with a scar on his lip, then you got to flip the script. At some point after his loss to Daniel LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence bumped into Marty McFly and borrowed the DeLorean because he clearly time-traveled from the 80s. He skipped the last 34 years of participation trophies, sensitivity training, helicopter parents, social justice warriors, political correctness, and the bubble wrap that we smother kids with today to shield them from potential danger and failure. As he explains to his very first student, Miguel, on day one of training, we do not allow weakness in this dojo. You can leave your asthma and your peanut allergies and all that other made-up bullshit outside. You don't want to be a pussy. You want to have balls. And of course, Miguel's response is, uh, Sensei, don't you think you're doing a lot of genderizing? A few months later, as his dojo becomes more popular, Johnny reluctantly finds himself inundated with every freak, loser, pussy, and nerd in school who wants to learn karate. And Johnny is merciless in pointing out how different, weird, and weak they really are. In one iconic scene, he relentlessly badgers a kid called Eli Moskowitz, who was born with a cleft palate. Because of his facial deformity, 
Eli has lived his whole life being bullied, leaving him weak. The principal even announces to the whole school that Eli's mom called complaining about kids cyberbullying her child. The sheer embarrassment leaves poor Eli in tears. While his methods might be questionable, the lesson that Johnny teaches Eli is that despite the bad luck of being born with a facial deformity, he has the power to flip the negative script that he constantly rewrites every day about being a loser and instead become whoever he wants to be, lip scar included. Eli, of course, storms out of class in a huff, leading one to assume that he's gone home crying to mommy once again. But instead, Eli chooses to flip the script and he comes back to class the next day as Hawk. Because it doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. If you're a grown adult and life is pushing you around, or even worse, you are the victim of bullying, there's no excuse for others treating you with disrespect. But you're also no longer a defenseless child who needs mommy to call the principal. You can either accept other people treating you like crap because eh, this is just the way things are in my business, this is what it takes to climb the ladder, or even worse, well, I probably deserve it, or you can flip the script. Rather than thinking, I really need this job right now, every time someone pushes you around, you can instead rewrite that script to read, there is no opportunity valuable enough that it gives you the right to treat me with disrespect. If people treat you like crap, even after making it clear that you are someone who deserves respect, then have the confidence to leave your job knowing there's always another opportunity out there somewhere. Lesson number two. You want a fair fight? You can't think that your enemies are always going to play by the rules. You have to be prepared for anything. If you're familiar with the original Karate Kid series, then you already know the Cobra Kai Dojo is infamous for fighting dirty. In Johnny's mind, not much has changed in the last 34 years, and he continues to teach the same approach, only in a much more endearing way. Rather than teaching his students how to fight dirty offensively, he instead strengthens their defenses by subjecting them to bullying far worse than just calling out their facial deformities. His methods include using pitching machines to throw baseballs at them, handing all of the students beef jerky, and then unleashing ravenous junkyard dogs, and class sessions where everyone gets punched in the face hard to get rid of all of the quote-unquote flinchers. Now, I don't recommend starting a fight club at your office to get rid of all the flinchers, but if you want to be prepared for the long hours, the stress, the impossible deadlines, and people looking for every opportunity to take advantage of your time and your creative talents, you have to start taking care of yourself. When the fight comes to you, you need to have the energy to defend yourself. You aren't going to get stronger and develop self-respect by sitting for 16 straight hours, eating M&Ms, chips, pizza, and chasing your afternoon Starbucks with an evening Red Bull. I guarantee the proudly wearing your sleep deprivation badge of honor and bragging about it to your boss or coworkers will not win you any brownie points either. Demonstrate that you are okay running yourself into the ground and others will assume that it's okay to do the same to you. Pushing yourself beyond your limits only leads to one destination, burnoutsville. Take a good look at the way you treat yourself and then honestly ask if you're treating your body and your mind with the same respect that you want others to treat you with. If you're less than satisfied with your ability to fight back, it's time to level the playing field. If people at work give you a hard time or make offhand remarks because you're overweight, they're assholes. But losing 25 pounds probably wouldn't hurt either. 
If you walk around the office with your shoulders shrugged forwards and your eyes fixed on the floor because you don't have the confidence to look people straight in the eye, that doesn't give them the right to passively belittle you. But hitting the gym or a spinning class a couple days a week could do you a world of good. Running Spartan races isn't my hobby because I enjoy torturing myself. I train for obstacle course racing because it helps me develop obstacle immunity and better manage the assholes of life. If there's a crisis at work and people are losing their minds, I am generally the calm at the center of the storm because I've prepared both my body and mind to handle extreme amounts of physical and mental stress. A shitty Monday is much easier to manage if you just spent your weekend crawling through mud and under barbed wire while getting sprayed in the face with a fire hose. You don't need to sign up for a Spartan race to manage a crazy job or fight back against bullies at work. But you do need to start treating yourself with more respect if you expect others to do the same. My first recommendation, if you're not sure where to begin, is to step away from your desk, take a 15-minute walking break, and get moving. And if you work at a job where it's unacceptable to take a 15-minute break, it's time to find a new job. Lesson number three. Just because someone lives in a nice house doesn't mean that nice things are going on inside. For 34 years, we have known Johnny Lawrence as only one thing, a bully. He's a rich kid who lives in Encino Hills, gets the pretty girls, wins all the karate tournaments, rides to school on a dirt bike, and is virtually invincible. The moment that Cobra Kai goes from being great to downright awesome is when we flash back to Johnny as a young kid and learn that he too was scrawny, weak, and, gasp, a nerd. After a series of random events, Johnny and Daniel are forced to spend the day together and get to know each other better as adults. Upon learning that, like Daniel, Johnny also grew up in a broken household without a dad, Daniel instantly softens and sees Johnny in a completely different light. Perhaps for the first time in his entire life, Daniel feels something he has never felt before for the guy that made his life a living hell, compassion. The next time that you're treated with disrespect by a client, a colleague, or your boss, instead of immediately getting angry and thinking about what an asshole they are, try stepping into their shoes for a second. I'll bet good money that you're being treated poorly because someone higher up is treating that person the same way. If you're an assistant and the person that you're working for yells at you, odds are they're being pushed harder and treated even worse than how they are treating you. If you're a freelancer and the client that you're working for takes advantage of you, doesn't pay you, or belittles your lack of talent, most likely the company financing your client is squeezing them equally hard or harder. And most importantly, if you're constantly being pressured or bullied, take a second to make sure that you are not taking out that aggression on others. While I'm embarrassed to admit it, despite being relentlessly bullied as a child, I also got in trouble on more than one occasion because, wait for it, I bullied other kids. I regret behaving that way to this day, and being a young teenager was no excuse. I spent a lifetime changing my behavior, realizing that the only thing that hurts worse than being bullied is when you look in the mirror and realize you might be the bully yourself. When someone treats you with disrespect, Instead of making your default reaction anger, try compassion instead. If it worked for the Buddha, Martin Luther King Jr., and Gandhi, it might just work for you too. Maybe for once in your life, it's not all about you. Maybe their poor behavior is all about them and what's going on in their life right now. Or they could also just be an asshole. Lesson number four, strike first, strike hard, no mercy. 
These are the three foundational principles of Cobra Kai. If we're talking martial arts philosophy, I do not condone this approach. When the potential for a physical altercation presents itself, I was taught first to talk my way out of a fight. If that simply is impossible, the next step is to walk away from the fight. And if the fight insists on pursuing me, then I use my years of training to fight the fight, but only after they strike first. Dealing with life in general is unfortunately not so simple. If life wants to pick a fight with you, you can't use that as an excuse for why your life sucks. A Cobra Kai never plays the role of the victim. As Johnny says in one iconic scene, you wake up one morning feeling great, and then life throws a spinning heel kick to your balls and takes a steaming shit in your mouth. Life shows no mercy. We do whatever it takes to keep moving forwards. We do whatever it takes to win. While there is no excuse for others treating you with disrespect, there's also no excuse for allowing it. If you allow a superior to get away with making you work one unpaid weekend, I guarantee they're going to keep asking. If you allow a client to not pay you on time, if you keep coming back for more, what incentive do they have to ever pay you on time in the future? If you don't stand up for yourself, report bad behavior, or outright quit when somebody verbally harasses or abuses you, you are explicitly demonstrating that you will accept harassment and abuse in the future. To be clear, if this behavior comes out of nowhere and you are caught blindsided, there is no defense for that, and your only option is to react after the damage has been done. And by the way, it's not your fault. But if it's not the first time, the blame must then be shared. Fool me once, shame on you, but fool me twice? If your gut reaction about your new job is that someone might take advantage of your time or possibly not pay you, don't wait and hope that it all goes okay. Strike first. Make it clear that you will not work without a written contract and a portion of payment up front. If they refuse, you haven't lost a job opportunity. You have avoided a shit show. If a coworker or superior belittles you, demeans you, harasses you, and outright abuses you, don't wait for the problem to go away or for this person to change. Strike hard. After doing your best to approach the situation with compassion, by the way, see lesson number three, the next step is to confront this person in a respectful and professional manner, of course, and make it crystal clear that this behavior will not be allowed to continue. You might just be surprised at how quickly bullies back down when they get a taste of their own medicine. If you're not getting the opportunities that you feel you deserve in your career, don't use that as an excuse for why you're stuck or unhappy even if you're being harassed or discriminated against. Show no mercy. Continue to show up every single day, energetic, attentive, and passionate, and do amazing work no matter how tough the situation might be. The number one weapon that you have that will help you rise above your competition is consistency. And by the way, if you don't have the energy to show up as your best self consistently, refer once again to lesson two and get moving, and then continue on to lesson number five. Lesson number five. You want to learn how to kick ass? First, you have to learn how to kick. One of the things that I love and respect about Cobra Kai is how it follows the tried and true formula of the original Karate Kid and successfully achieves the impossible by having Johnny Lawrence fill the Mr. Miyagi role. Daniel begged Mr. Miyagi to learn how to punch, but instead spent his afternoons waxing cars, painting fences, and sanding floors. 
This, of course, led to the iconic scene where Daniel discovers all of his grunt work was designed for a very specific purpose, developing the muscle memory and perfecting the proper technique to defend himself a la wax on, wax off. Like Daniel, Johnny's first student, Miguel, is also eager to learn karate as quickly as possible so he can fight back against his bullies. But in true Johnny Lawrence fashion, he makes his first student, Miguel, wash the windows, the mats, and even clean the toilets. Now, while Johnny's methods might not be as polished or iconic as wax on, wax off, the lesson is the same. If you intend to become the best version of yourself, you have to do it one step at a time, and you have to start at the beginning. No matter how useless, menial, or benign the task you're doing might seem, as long as the people asking you to do it are treating you with respect and, of course, paying you, there's always a lesson to be learned. Just because a job sucks doesn't mean that someone is a bully because they ask you to do it. You might think that you're too good to get people's lunches, file paperwork, change the trash bags, or maybe capitalize the first letter of every single folder on your boss's computer because they're OCD. But if you do each of these tasks with focus and attention to detail, coupled with a smile, people will notice. How you do anything is how you do everything. Attention to detail, consistently following through, and showing up every day with a positive attitude are what gets you to the top spot on people's contact lists, not how amazing you are using a certain piece of software. Furthermore, if you are dying to reach the top of your career ladder and you think that you don't need to put in the time, think again. You are not a special, unique snowflake that has been blessed with amazing creative talents, the likes of which the world has never seen before. Those whom you admire in your industry who have reached the top got where they are because they dedicated their life to their craft. They have spent decades figuratively sanding the floor and painting the fence, and there is no shortcut just for you. And most importantly, just showing up is not enough. Adults don't get participation trophies. Doing your job well for a year doesn't automatically qualify you for a promotion. Performance, attitude, and real-world experience matter. So if you're making excuses about why you haven't reached a certain level of success, Instead of pointing fingers at those around you who are holding you down, have the confidence to look inwards and see if there's something about you that still needs to improve. Shed your cobra skin and find your true power. Whether you're fighting figurative bullies in your life or literal assholes, it is your responsibility to defend yourself. Nobody is going to save you but you. If you're tired of people treating you with disrespect, Stop blaming circumstances and instead flip the script. If you're expecting life to give you a fair fight, think again. You have to expect the unexpected and be prepared. Before rushing to judgment against those treating you with disrespect, try taking an alternate approach by showing compassion. Stop playing the role of the victim and take responsibility for every event in your life. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. And no matter what you hope to achieve, you have to be willing to do the grunt work to reach your desired destination and your attitude matters. How you do anything is how you do everything. Ready to shed your cobra skin and find your true power? No matter the kind of transformation that you want to make, the first step is always the hardest. Let me show you how to build your action plan step by step so you can start achieving the most meaningful goals in your life and kick life's ass 
without sacrificing your sanity in the process. If you want to learn more and begin designing the optimized version of you, just visit optimizeyourself.me slash design. I hope you enjoyed the reading of my article titled Tired of Life Kicking Your Ass? Learn to Fight Back Like a True Cobra Kai, which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash Cobra Kai. And again, that's Cobra K-A-I. I hope that you are inspired to take action in your life and listening to this article gave you the opportunity to step away from your desk and incorporate just a little bit of movement into your day. Thank you for listening. Be well. This episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast was made possible by ErgoDriven, the makers of the Topo Mat and Topo Mini, my number one recommendations for anyone interested in moving more at their height adjustable workstation. Listen, standing desks are only great if you're standing well. Otherwise, you're constantly fighting fatigue and chronic pain. Not like any other anti-fatigue mat, the Topo is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout the day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. My friends at ErgoDriven did extensive testing and compared their product to the top-of-the-line floor mats, and they found the Topo drove almost two and a half more moves per minute with 270% more foot motion. Now, what this simply means is that the Topo users move more. I'm standing on one as I read this, and I don't go to a single job without it. And if you're smaller and you're concerned the Topo mat is too big, or you simply don't have the floor space, there's a Topo Mini for that. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Topo. That's T-O-P-O.